Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Friday, December 3rd, 2021. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, we got BTC, $56,344.22, down 1.12%. Number two, Ethereum, $4,496.58, down 1.74%. Number three, Binance Coin, $611.99, down 1.83%. Tether at number four, $1. Solana at number five, $229.25, up 0.85%. Cardano at number six, $1.67, up 8.19%. XRP number seven, 96 cents, down 1.14%. USD coin number eight, $1. Number nine, Polkadot, $35.75, down 1.81%. And last but not least, Dogecoin at number 10, 20 cents, down 0.26%. Let's take a look at the Crypto Fear and Greed Index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for correction. So what we got today is neutral at 47. Yesterday was fear at 32. Last week was fear at 34. And last month was greed at 73. So let's take a look at our five articles today. Article number one is Jack Dorsey takes Square deep down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. Article two, Ethereum outperforming Bitcoin means this for the rest of the market. Article three, Bitcoin bull Anthony Saramucci says this crypto project could potentially flip Ethereum. Article number four, Badger Dow falls prey to DeFi exploit. Losses estimated at $10 million. And last but not least, the main topic today is real estate has gone meta. All right. Before we get into the articles, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone that's been listening. Uh, thank you so much for giving me the support and also listening to the podcast, whether you're on Spotify, Google, or uh, Apple Podcasts. And if you're in the YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. It does help me out greatly. All right, let's get into it, everyone. Article number one is Jack Dorsey takes Square deep down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. The payments giant's name changed to block caps off a transformational year. As we wrap up a year jam-packed with the high-profile adoptions of crypto by big players, yesterday may have given us the concluding exclamation mark. Days after Jack Dorsey announced that he was stepping down as Twitter CEO, The other company, Dorsey Runs, announced that it was changing its corporate name from Square to Block. For those who have been paying attention to Dorsey's trajectory, the signal here could not be clear. Dorsey has spent the last five odd years fascinated with cryptocurrency and blockchains, primarily Bitcoin. He has heavily promoted and supported the development of the Bitcoin Lightning Network and supported Bitcoin developers directly through a unit called Square Crypto which will now be renamed rather awesomely Spiral. He added Bitcoin functionality to Square's Cash App at Twitter. He recently rolled out lightning-based tipping and before stepping down, promised NFT avatar integration. Now he's going to turn Square into an entire cryptocurrency and blockchain company. There's other serious ways to evaluate the name change to block as in the transaction batches processed on blockchains already taken the block a cryptocurrency research and use outlet blockchain.com a wallet and block explorer blockworks blockfi block.1 i could go on 
So here, the potential here is huge. Square has a huge user base between its small business checkout systems and consumer app. Its revenue that from those two businesses has grown massively in recent years, though that growth has slowed recently. Providing a firm financial and customer foundation, Dorsey will be able to look for real opportunities to improve those existing customers' experiences with crypto. And his demonstrated commitment to public open access blockchains means those integrations will likely lift the whole sector. Strangely, though, Square-Block seems to be downplaying the obvious crypto elements of the rebranding. The accompanying press release does list blockchain as a source of inspiration for the name, but includes its alongside pablum like building blocks, neighborhood blocks, and their local businesses, communities coming together at block parties full of music. That's a huge contrast to the other major name change of the past month, which saw Facebook becoming meta. Facebook went full court press on announcing that pivot, and it got a lot of press coverage. From the difference is that Facebook was at least in part trying to change the conversation away from the regulatory and legal problems that have been bedeviling it. Another factor is that, frankly, the pivot from social media advertising to a virtual reality metaverse makes no sense financially. So Zuckerberg and company knew they had to wow the credulous rubes in the mainstream press with barbecue sauce jokes. Square, by contrast, is a successful company that does not regularly facilitate crimes against humanity. There's no reason to think the name change is a PR play. In fact, Square's hesitation to talk about the name change in terms of crypto makes it clear it seeks and sees risk in the opposite direction. Square investors at this point know that they're holding a growth company with an established model and might very well get squirrely if it seemed like Dorsey was about to turn into a personal blockchain playpen. The morning's market seems to reflect the ambivalence as the new world gestates in the flesh of the old block is trading fiat. All right. So what do you guys think about this article? Jack Dorsey takes square deep down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. Comment down below and let me know what you think. All right. Article number two is Ethereum outperforming Bitcoin means this for the rest of the market. The onset of December saw both top coins' trajectories pick up pace after rather laid-back November. Bitcoin saw over 4% gains, while Ethereum shot up over 10% over the last two days, taking the market by surprise. This, however, wasn't the first time Ethereum outperformed BTC and other major alts. Ethereum outperforms the top altcoin on a wave of renewed anticipation saw a clear break above the $4,200 resistance zone and a 100-hour simple moving average on the 29th of November. This breakout above the bearish trend line and a major resistance near $4,205 on the hourly chart pushed ETH's price up. Further, the asset's price was in a descending channel as seen above, which presented strong support at $3,960 for ETH. Ethereum's over 5% jump on 29 November helped the asset decouple from Bitcoin's negative performance, pulling its price up from the descending channel. At the time of writing, ETH was approaching its all-time high and traded close to $4,715, while BTC was roughly flat around that time. Further, ETH hyphen BTC ratio was attempting a breakaway above the five-month trading range above after a daily close above 0 0.080 for two consecutive days. ETH overtaking, here's where I'll go. 
Interestingly, Ethereum at the time of writing was outperforming BTC as ETH-BTC ratio was the highest since May 10th at 0.082 BTC per ETH. That being said, BTC-ETH realized correlation one month saw a sharp drop on 29th of November presenting ETH's dissociation from the larger market. Further, ETH's price as percent of BTC's price was an all-time high of 8% at the time of writing. The same trend was notable in early October when ETH's price rallied by over 50% during the time period. Nonetheless, there's still skepticism in the market. Long traders are placing short bets and data shows retail traders have been mostly neutral since 4th of November. In fact, the last move above 0.07 in funding rate happened on 21 October, which meant that the market was largely neutral. The futures market open interest and estimated leverage ratio seem to be ongoing parabolic, so massive liquidations can be spotted when the market is overheated. This could be one reason why traders could be cautious at the time. Furthermore, with BTC's dominance falling for over a month now, reflected in recent performance of altcoins, this also meant that now the market had a greater risk appetite. All in all, Ethereum breakout could pave the way for an alt rally soon enough. So what do you guys think about this article? Ethereum outperforming Bitcoin means this for the rest of the market. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, article number three, Bitcoin bull. Anthony Saramucci says this crypto project could potentially flip Ethereum. Skybridge Capital's Anthony Scaramucci continues to increase its firm's exposure to cryptocurrency. The longtime Bitcoin bull has repeatedly touted his $100,000 price target by year's end, but he offered a new crypto prediction Thursday on CNBC. The Skybridge Research Department thinks that Algorand actually has the opportunity to potentially flip Ethereum. Scaramucci said Algorand is a blockchain-based crypto platform and that focuses on security, scalability, and decentralization. Algorand is faster than Ethereum, offers lower transaction fees, and has a net negative carbon footprint, according to Scaramucci. He compared Algorand's potential to pass Ethereum in market cap to the opportunity that Alphabet, Inc., capitalized on by passing its predecessors in the early stages of the internet. The leaders at the nascent stages of the internet were trumped by Google. So something like Algorand is something that we're putting a lot of money and resources in, Scaramucci said. Scaramucci told CNBC his funds hold about $9 billion in assets, with $1.3 billion of that consisting of crypto investments. Each fund has a 10% to 25% allocation to crypto. He said his increasing crypto positions are partially a result of price appreciation, but noted he is unwilling to trim. Warren Buffett once said that he wouldn't trade Michael Jordan for four scrubs and call it diversification. And so we don't want to sell our winners here right now. The Algorand is up 4% over the last week, but it was down 2.05% at $1.92 over a 24-hour period Thursday action. And if you're not using this tra trading strategy, you're leaving money on the table. So basically, don't waste any more time guessing and getting lucky. What do you guys think about this? Bitcoin bull Anthony Scaramucci says this crypto project could potentially flip Ethereum. Comment down below and let me know if you trust Algorand and if you actually have anything invested in Algo. All right. Before we get into the second round of articles, just want to say, hey, thank you so much. 
for all my supporters. If you're listening to me on Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. Leave a rating and review. It does help me out. And if you're on the YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. Other than that, thank you so much. Let's keep on going. Article number four. Badger Dow falls prey to DeFi exploit. Losses estimated at $10 million. Badger Dow, a Bitcoin-focused DeFi platform, has been allegedly exploited. The platform tweeted earlier today that it received reports of unauthorized withdrawals of user funds, it stated. Our investigation is ongoing, and we will release further information as soon as possible. Meanwhile, Badger confirmed that the engineers have halted all smart contracts to prevent further withdrawals. Having said that, blockchain security and data analytics company PeckShield Inc. released a list of funds that were transferred out from victims' wallets. Here's a list of funds that were so far transferred out from victims. With that, some early estimates mapped that losses to be around $10 million. However, the stolen amount may have easily exceeded that figure with one user reportedly losing 900 BTC which will be worth over $50 million at the time of writing. Badger Core contributor Tritium stated on Discord, it looks like a bunch of users had approvals set for the exploit address, slowing the address and allowing them to operate on their vault funds that was exploited. Meanwhile, another user speculated that stealing has been happening for the last 12 days. User is sneaking in approvals in le between legit deposit and reward transactions. He has been stealing funds for approximately 12 days so far. Exploit is still alive. At press time, Badger Dow's Badger token has down over 16% in the last 24 hours, priced at $22.50. Yes, the DeFi ecosystem witnessed a lot of hacks, according to data from the block. The chart shows over $600 million worth of stolen funds from the DeFi projects as of November this year. However, data also suggests that most of the stolen funds were returned in the month of August. Just this week, Mono X Finance also confirmed that a hacker had exploited the liquidity August and uh, this platform by using Mono tokens to purchase all the other assets in the pool. The reported loss is around $31 million on Ethereum and Polygon chains. Meanwhile, exploits suffered by the likes of Cream Finance and Theft on Compound remain two of the largest DeFi exploits as per the Blocks database. So there you guys have it. Badger Dow falls prey to DeFi exploit. Losses estimated at $10 million. Wow. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think about that. All right. Last but not least, let's take a look at the main topic today. Real estate has gone meta. You can now be a landlord in the metaverse. So the metaverse is getting hotter, not hot like a delicious meal or a Finnish sauna. This mostly fictional and virtual world is getting hot like a real estate market because lately it is one. If you have enough money and courage, you can now buy up digital tracts of land in the metaverse. Of course, there isn't just one metaverse, much like a website is part of the larger World Wide Web. There are countless companies, including Meta, building their own virtual realms where they hope people will soon gather as their digital avatars to play games, buy things, and interact with ads. The emerging real estate market for these three-dimensional spaces in virtual reality, including everything from virtual concert venues and shopping malls to houses and monuments, anticipates a future in which digital 
property owners can work with brands that want a presence in the various iterations of the metaverse. One of the first companies to get into the digital real estate uh, business is Metaverse Group, which operates a virtual world called Decentraland. Last week, Metaverse Group's parents company, Token.com, announced that a 116-parcel estate in the heart of the Fashion Street District within Decentraland sold for the equivalent of about $2.5 million, a record. The new owner of this estate near Fashion Street could presumably profit if Louis Vuitton wants to open a store there. They could effectively be the brand's virtual landlord. This Decentraland deal did not, strictly speaking, involve real money. The digital estate were sold for 618,000 mana, a type of cryptocurrency used in Decentraland. When you say it out loud, mana actually sounds a lot like the first couple syllables of Monopoly money. Imagine if you come to New York when it kills farmland and you had the option to get a block of Soho. Metaverse Group co-founder uh, Michael Gord recently told the New York Times, if someone wants to buy a block of real estate in Soho today, it's priceless. It's not on the market. The same experience is going to happen in Metaverse. All this probably sounds a bit mind-bending. Who would pay real money for the rights to a piece of virtual world that doesn't entirely exist yet and will never exist in the real world? Well, if you've been paying any attention to the NFT craze or the cryptocurrency boom in recent years, plenty of people are pouring millions of dollars into digital assets with the expectation that others might be willing to pay even more for them in the future. This metaverse land grab is happening under a similar assumption. What makes the metaverse real estate boom all the more enticing is that though it is an idea that once you own a piece of digital land, you might be able to make money by leasing it out or selling ads. It is the most basic form. The metaverse concept is not that different from the early days of the web. Starting in the late 80s, a common programming language for the web, HTML, enabled people to build websites that hosted content or offered services to users. And eventually, when the websites attracted enough of these users, the site owners could sell ads or charge fees to make money off it all. The big difference, of course, is that the web was designed to be free, while the metaverse seems destined to be owned by big companies. Just before announcing that Facebook would change its name to Meta, for example, Mark Zuckerberg told investors that the company expected to spend more than $10 billion on its metaverse projects this year alone. It's hard for anyone to compete with that kind of cash. Still, plenty of companies are trying. In addition to Decentraland, you can now buy digital land in metaverses with names like Sominium Space, the Sandbox, the Upland, and one company called Spotsifil. One company currently operates an augmented reality app. will soon let you buy virtual real estate that's associated with GPS coordinates in the real world through a new feature called Spotland. The idea is that by using tokens issued by Spot Selfie, these are effectively cryptocurrency that's specific to this metaverse. Uh, much like mana used in Decentraland, you'll buy the rights to radius around a GPS coordinate. And then if Spot Selfie decides to sell ads at that location, you get a cut. The big difference here is that Spot Selfie metaverse is designed for augmented reality, not virtual reality. To see the metaverse, you just point your phone's camera at the real-world location, and the Spotland software overlays a digital world onto your screen, ads and all. This could be the future. If and when mixed reality becomes a thing, some analysts think that Apple will release a version of reality glasses in 2022. 
we could be walking around looking at an overwhelming collision of real and digital worlds. And even though a lot of companies are scrambling to stake their claim, it's unclear exactly who will own that space. Spot Selfie Cal founder Ray Shingler, for one, hopes that offering users the option to buy now, his technology will bring some of that democratic Web 1.0 spirit to the nascent metaverse. I'm trying to figure out a way, Shingler told Recode, where the users are actually getting something out of being in the app and they actually control the metaverse. Because if you don't control it soon enough, it'll be lost to Facebook or be lost to Gemini Brothers. He's referring to Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss, who recently received $400 million in funding for metaverse projects. Then again, uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, might be wrong about the metaverse. It's entirely possible that not that many people actually want to wander around a virtual world, meeting other avatars and buying NFTs with cryptocurrency. Maybe we don't want to inhabit some boundless digital space filled with ads and designed to track our behavior in ways we haven't imagined yet. But if indeed the metaverse is the 21st century's answers to the web, you can buy your piece of it now. Hurry up though, because the market is virtually hot. There you guys have it. What do you guys think about this? Real estate has gone meta. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, before we head out, let's take a look at the prices one last time. Number one, BTC is at $56,349. Ethereum, $4,495. Binance Coin, $612. Tether, $1. Solana, $227. Cardano, $1.67. XRP, $0.96. Cents. USD coin, $0.99. Cents. Polkadot, $35. And Dogecoin at $0.20. Cents. All right. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Catch me on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you're in YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. Other than that, Please have a great crypto day and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.